Well, hello, everybody. This is your favorite ghost-telling podcast out there today. Lovey, lovey, dovey, guys. Uh, this is Ghost Stories Told from the South with your favorite host of the most, Uncle Boo. Or Uncle Boo. Or Le Booth. <laughs> okay, I'll quit screwing around. Hope you guys have been doing good and all that. And I hope you're here to enjoy a break from reality and a break from the world to hear some great scary stories today. But uh, Lexi won't be with us here today. She's been sick. And then on top of that, she's... Uh, Uh, sorry about that. She's uh, been sick bad. Yeah, she didn't get. She didn't have the corona or nothing. But she had like a flu or some shit. She was, she was hurting pretty bad. So, yeah. But she will be back for the next for the next episode. So, with that being said, it's just your good old scary friend Uncle Boo today. Mm, like my new scary sounds. All right, guys. Hope you've been having a good week. Hope everything's been going good for you this new year. With all the chaos going around the world, I hope I can relieve some stress from you. We're going to tell some stories today. I got six good ones to tell. Uh, believe I'm covering uh, Oklahoma today. And that's pretty much all Oklahoma, I believe. Uh, yeah. It's uh, all Oklahoma, pretty much. So, cool. There's six of them. But Lexi sends her condolences and says, hey, she will be back. But she's a uh, two. She uh, got her a little little place with her mom so she's got her own little place now so she's getting that moved in but she'll be back this weekend and we're gonna get some stuff uh, recorded downloaded and ready for you hooligans you little gooblies and goblies <laughs> well i hope you're ready because i got some good scary stuff for you today my friend so why don't you just Sit back, chill, and let's get on with some scary stories. And I want to do want to give uh, just a quick shout out to everybody, man. I'm just amazed that I get the followers I do and the people around the world that listen to me. I'm just a little old country boy from a little town of Minerwell in Texas. So, and it's cool, man. I mean, I think it is, you know. I don't get the like 10,000 downloads a month or nothing, but you know, for a little podcasting company I have, I think we do pretty good shows. But with that being said, thank you guys. I'm ready to scare the shit out of you. You ready? Turn the lights off. Turn a candle on. Sit back. Relax. Your evening is going to get fun, fun, fun. I hope you're not alone. <laughs> Alright, my first story today is uh, in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It's called The Tale of Mrs. Jones. 
Legend says that Mrs. Jones haunts the road and Deer Creek under the bridge. On July, a lady named Kathy Dewitt, ja Kathy Dewitt James, age 20, uh, 29, her and her baby, Lula, Lulu, Lulu Bell, Lula Bell, she was 14 months old. She got on a train to visit her cousin in Payan and nearby Payne County. She filed for divorce from her husband before she left. Now, here's what people th here here's the situation with that. Before I go any further, he uh, apparently he was a real rich dude, and she filed for divorce before him and left. And apparently, he got back to him, and he was infuriated. So he was seeing red. Okay. She filed for divorce before she left. And then she got on the train, of course, and left. <coughs> Her father, uh, Henry Dewitt, saw them off on the train. Well, her, her father took her to get the divorce, put her on the train, and that's the last he's that's the last he's seen of them. She planned to he planned to hear back <clears throat> from them in a couple of days. Now you gotta remember back then, guys, they didn't have the technology we do now. You know, the, the, I mean, with phones now, you can text somebody, call somebody, get on some, get a hold of them through Facebook Messenger. I mean, any platform now. So, but back then, they didn't even have freaking phones. This was still back in the telegraph days. So, communication sucked. It was just telegraph and letters. People actually wrote letters to each other back then instead of texting. But, anyways. He didn't hear from him in a couple of days. So Henry didn't, uh, when he didn't hear from <coughs> hear from her or her granddaughter in a couple of weeks, he hired a detective, Mr. Balter, to find her. The detective, the detective found out that, sorry about that, I had to get resituated. The detective found out that the detective found out that Katie befriended a woman on the train named Fanny Norton, a uh, well-known prostitute in the area. On the evening of July 7th, Fanny took Fanny took Lulu or Fanny took yeah, Fanny took Katie and Lulu Bell to the home of the uh brother of her of the brother-in-law her brother-in-law William Moore in Clinton well they spent the night before riding off in a buggy the next morning saying they would be back in three hours Fanny showed back up in two hours but without Katie or the baby the detectives, the detectives found out the uh, buggy disappeared into a field nearby the uh, creek. About an hour later, in a about an hour later, the buggy came out, speeding back out of the creek in woods. One wheel was stained with blood. 
Fanny pulled up to a farmhouse and called a boy a boy over and gave him a baby. The baby was covered in blood. Foul play was uh, definitely involved. But when the detectives the detective found Fanny. Later, later that day, Franny committed suicide and drank the whole bottle of poison and died. So, uh, yeah. So he went and found her, Franny, Fanny, and she never confessed or anything. And he knew she was lying. But later that day, she drank poison, which made him think, yeah, she knew something. But she killed herself. And then later on, uh, after the everything died down from it and all that, a fisherman found a uh, skull, and it was confirmed that it was Katie. Uh, it was Katie, and the husband Martin James got her estate and sold it and disappeared with the baby Lulabelle. There are many, many stories. Of Katie haunting the area. And this area stretches pretty big. You know it's just a regular old nice little decent creek. That goes under a uh, you know. I mean creek that goes under a bridge. Well apparently that's around where she died. Because they pulled off and it's real creepy. They say you can sit there. You'll see her sometimes wandering the banks of the river of the creek. Looking for her uh, um, daughter. And uh, she uh, would be on the streets sometimes, too, you know, on the bridge. Yeah, they say it's pretty spooky out there. She covers that whole area, you know. And that's sad when foul play like that that happens and a woman loses her life and the husband takes the kid and runs off. I mean, that's a story that's been told i don't know how many times but you know it is true i mean and it it has happened that was a pretty good creepy little story sorry if my reading's off i'm trying to uh figure out how to do my um mixing board while i'm reading i'm trying to double task and if i'm sucking at it i'm very sorry i just don't have my sidekick here tonight usually got lexi to help me tell these stories but with that being said, we'll, we will we will go to the black bla, the Blanchard Blanchard Cemetery in Oklahoma. The Blanchard Cemetery is in Blanchard. Oh, Blanchard, <laughs> Blanchard, Blanchard Cemetery, Oklahoma. The cemetery is in Blanchard, just outside of the town. It's haunted by several tall men in a dark colored suit. He is buried in the cemetery. No one knows what who for sure who the ghost is, but they believe he was, you know, buried in there and it's his soul running around the uh cemetery. Well, um he is usually seen waving at you. And then once you kind of look at him and set your eyes on him and make contact, poof, he disappears. And see, that's what would scare the crap out of me. I'd be like, okay, he was just there. 
And then there's this, uh, a ghost of a little girl that can be seen waving at you, too. God, that's creepy. She, uh, she drowned in the nearby river one afternoon playing with her friends. And lights can be seen at night at the uh, cemetery, too. So that one's a nice little jewel to go see, wouldn't you think? I wouldn't know about the light that, uh, you know, seeing lights at night. But, man, imagine, though, that just creeped me out. Seeing a little girl waving, just, hi, and then disappearing. Yes, I would. De- that, that'd be one of them times I'd crap in my depends. So, <sighs> it's always lovely in San Diego. And... Dang it, Lexi's usually here to write my times down, and I forgot to write my times down for the show for editing purpose. That's okay. I hope I'm doing okay tonight by myself, guys. But, yeah, that ought to be a, that'd be a pretty cool place to go. And then here is another cemetery called IMO Cemetery, and it is in Eden, Oklahoma. There is a stone that glows in glows until you can't close oh until you get close to it and then it disappears see that shit would fuck me up man that would scare me I mean think something's there glowing and you go over there and it's gone there's a legend in a little town I'm from here in Mineral Wells about a glowing tombstone outside of town at one of the two out there I think about um, off of Turkey Creek Road or something like that but it's kind of like the same thing, but it don't disappear. It just glows, they say. I never went out there and looked. That was too chicken shit. But yeah, that seemed like a pretty good old little place to go check out some goobly boobly's. Now we're going to go to Jesse's Creek in Bartz- Bartsville, Oklahoma. Mm. Let me wrap my time down real quick. <laughs> okay. Many paranormal activities happen here. Cameras don't work while in the, in the cemetery. And like you can have like cameras or, or video equipment or even audio equipment to record voices or something. Or just sounds. And your battery drains quick. They can't explain it. So, And... There are claw marks on some of the tombstones, and voices come from an Indian burial ground at the back of the cemetery. And see, when I lived in Oklahoma, you don't go messing with them Indian cemeteries. It is very eerie feeling. You know, we went into this one, and they had had like every tombstone kind of, pretty much every, not every, but some tombstones had stuff on them from when the family would come and visit them, I guess, leave it on there. And I asked the guy, I was like, well, who's to keep people from stealing that? You know, I mean, that's a watch and that's da 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 on that one. And he said, because, man, if you steal it, you're bringing that mojo with you and it supposedly it did curse you. So I didn't take nothing to test that theory out. But anyways, back to the to Jesse's Creek. You can also hear... Giggles and cries have been heard too. Wow. That's crazy. It's got a lot of paranormal activity. You can feel cold spots, uh, see stuff. 
And here's some bumps in the night, guys. See, and that's one thing I think would be neat to go visit a cemetery at night. Just to see what you'd see, man. Just to be, uh, you know, kind of in interested in it. Okay. Now we're going to go to the Hillside Cemetery. Uh, Witch's Grove. Saga. Saga took Oklahoma. Hope I'm saying that right. If I'm butchering these names, I am very, very sorry, guys. Okay, a witch is buried at the hillside. A witch was buried at the hillside in the early 1900s. Ever since then, paranormal stuff has happened. A young man wrecked his car on the nearby bridge, and he walks the streets of the uh, cemetery. People say demonic things happen to anyone who messes with it. Ooh. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Sorry if these two are if these are short guys, but I was hoping Lex would be here to help fill in. So this is probably gonna be a really short, short uh deal. No, I got some more stuff. It ain't really scary stuff, but it's like I'll I'll surprise you. I got some more stuff. Anyways. Got the witches and the graves. Damn. See, I did my six stories and it's not even 30 minutes. So what I'm going to do for a little treat, just to let y'all in on our other podcast that Lexi and Stephanie does called What's Really Out There. <laughs> and on that one, we talk about, it's not just strictly conspiracy stuff. <coughs> and... We're not big conspiracy cuckoos that think everything's a conspiracy. We just like to look into it and see, because some of these things are really far-fetched. You're like, how do you think that? But some stuff, you're like, hmm, that kind of makes sense. But we talk about that, UFO stuff, uh, unsolved like mysteries and stuff, like people going in the woods, disappearing, or, you know, just all sorts of crazy stuff. So, I think what I'm going to do is go over what would y'all like to hear about it real quick let's see let's do we'll do some ufo stuff i guess because that's kind of halloweenish i'm mean, not halloweenish but ghostly anyways here we go we will start with we'll start with the Piney Woods UFO in Hoffman, Texas. On the night of December 29th, 1980 in the Piney Woods outside of Huffman, Texas, two women and children encountered a craft or object in the air. All three people sur uh, survived, but they had uh, emotional trauma and physical injuries, but they never was never was touched. The three were traveling in, on FM Road 1485 between New New Ganey and Dayton, Texas. Soon they saw a light in the distance, and a split second 
the light became the light began to glow. Oh, sorry. Okay, it began to glow, slowly crossing the pine trees. The uh, area they were in is a swampy and tall piney and tall pines in the area. That's how uh, it is kind of on there, southeast Texas. It's kind of woodsy. It's kind of swampy. Not not exactly like Louisiana, but kind of. But anyways, that's how it is in East Texas. And then they thought it might be a light from a uh, plane because there was an air, there was an airport nearby. So they're like, oh, maybe it's just a you know plane or something. Then all of a sudden, the diamond-shaped craft, which was hovering over the road ahead of them. So, now it's in front of them. The craft would shoot a red-orange flame from it with beeping sound. Not believing in UFOs, the woman believed it was the end of the world. They stepped out of the car. The boy, See that right there, folks? Come on. If you think it's the end of the world or something, why are you going to go check it out? If, they, if it's the end of the world, man, haul butt. Get the hell out of there. <sighs> okay. So they stepped out of the car and scared the and it scared the grandma. And the grandma took the boy, her son, back into the car. And the mother stayed out. All of a sudden, helicopters came in and circled the craft, and the craft shot up in the air and flew away from the helicopters. The helicopters ran off chasing it. Mm, ain't that crazy? I mean, it's it's crazy now how, you know, people are like, ah, oh, UFOs don't exist. And, uh. Now listen. I'm not saying there's little green people out there that go, take me to your leader. But you can't be narrow-minded. We're not the only planet that has intelligence on it. There's got to be other planets with living other intelligence on it, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, why would you build, why would there be a galaxy with just one planet with living people or whatever on it? You know what I mean? I mean, come on. There's got to be something else. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just being a doo-doo. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff we cover. Uh, I'm trying to look at something real quick. Maybe some stuff from the past we did. Because we cover like wood uh, mysteries of stuff in the woods too. I like doing that. Kind of like urban legends. But nah. Everything's UFO stuff. I don't want to drown y'all with that because this is my ghost stories. Well, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I'll wrap this up for about 10 minutes, 10 to 15, and just talk to y'all a little about what goes on in my house sometimes. And, of course, everybody don't know my uh, situation, really. Don't know who I am. Uh, I'm Stephen Booth. I'm 44, single with uh, three kids. My wife passed away like eight years ago. It was 2012. Yeah, about eight, nine years ago. Um, and it's just been me and the kids. Well, she grew up in this house I'm living in. Her and her family did. You know, her sister still lets me live here. I just, you know, pay rent and stuff, all that. But um, she grew up in this house. And like before my uh, wife passed away one day, because her she always said her dad was a Green Bay fan. 
Well, if I was uh, watching TV, watching football, and it was the Packers and somebody else was coming on, I'd switch the TV and it'd always go to the back to the Packers game. So what I would have to start doing is leaving a TV on in the back and say, hey, Larry, there you go. Watch some TV, man. I, don't, I won't miss your game because that was her dad's name. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty – that's about the only thing I experienced while she was alive. Now, when she, since she's been gone, she passed, bless her heart, um, it, it it's – there's something like a – something here like a presence or something. But it's not scary, and it's not trying to hurt me at all. It just is one of these things that just likes to say, hey, I'm here. I mean, because sometimes we'll be in here chilling out, and you'll hear noises. And then, like, it'd be just me. <clears throat> but the very first experience we had was the first um, Easter after my wife passed. See, my wife passed in 2012. Excuse me. January of 2012. And... About East, the first Easter we had was going to her mom's, and I, I used to drink monsters all the time. Well, I'd always buy, you know, buy two for four, you know, or whatever, whatever the sale was. I bought two or three. Anyways, I had an extra one in there. I took that monster with me to the Easter uh, gathering. We have it had at her mom's every year. And I took it with me. And I left the one in the fridge closed, didn't touch it, was saving it for the next day. I knew I had it. Because that's what I did. I drink one a day. Sometimes two. I know. I don't do it anymore. But um, we went over there, had fun. It was kind of not weird, but, you know, it was the first Easter without her. So we was kind of still being happy. But we was kind of like, eh, you know, kind of depressing. Well, we get home. And Lexi at the time, she's 18 now. At the time, she's like 8, 9 years old. 10, maybe. And I come in, and that fucking monster, is there's the one I left in the fridge, is sitting on the counter open. And see, Jackie used to always give me shit and tell me that stuff's going to kill me. I need to quit drinking it. So I wonder if that was her sometimes. Then, one night, this was months later, and see, when this stuff happens, it don't happen every day. It's like, little thing here, little thing there, little thing here. Well, I fell asleep on the couch, and I could have swore, I know I did. There was no shadow of a doubt. I heard, like, bare feet walking on our tile floor in the living room. And Jackie grabbed my shoulder, and I felt something tug me and go, Stephen, Stephen. And woke up and, oh, nothing there. That was creepy as shit. But I didn't feel threatened. And that's just it. When I do experience something here, I don't feel threatened. I feel like uh, it just kind of spooks you out a little bit. Well, uh, I don't know how much long later. But I was uh, asleep. And out of the dead sleep, I heard the most beautiful crisp just soft just tender voice i've ever heard in my life it was a woman's voice saying steven 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 three times and it was so soft and welcoming i felt i didn't feel scared at all i felt real i felt warmth and i felt just but it kind of flipped me out because i'm like who the fuck said that but i i was like 
Hmm. Well, uh, that happened and just stuff like that. I mean, I'll hear steps sometimes and it's just me and the dogs. Or, I mean, just even Lexi will hear stuff sometimes. But like I said, it's nothing threatening. It's nothing bad or anything. So, But I think I'm going to wrap that up for today. Sorry if that was a short one. And sorry if I rushed through the stories. I'm just not used to doing it on my own. I'm getting used to it because I do my other show on myself. But I'm so used to Lexi being here for ghost stories. Because we really love doing this for you guys. And like I said, I want to thank everybody. We're averaging... Close to 200 downloads a month, and that's so flipping amazing, guys. I just, y'all are awesome. Y'all are so good to us, you know. But, like, right now, through these times we got with all the internet crap, man, I hope I don't lose my show or anything, or something happens and the internet goes down. I just, I like doing this, guys. It's a whole lot of fun. I love researching the stuff. But, sorry it was short, but I had six ready to go. And Lexi had six, and usually that would tide us over. So what I might do is just leave this part here, and then what I'll do is when Lexi... Never mind, that was stupid. I can't do that because this is going out in the morning. Never mind, I said that. Scratch that last three seconds. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I just want to say thank you. Sorry it was slow. Uh, Lexi will be back and don't forget to check to check us out everywhere uh, we're on Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram I'm kind of just using that for uh, you know to get my show out there and announce to everybody um, but yeah guys we're there uh, we got a YouTube channel ghost stories told from the south sometimes we do videos sometimes we don't uh more on Stitcher, Spotify, um God, anything. Amazon, iTunes. I know with all the crap going on, nobody wants to hear that stuff right now, but I'm just doing a freaking ghost show, man. I'm not talking politics. Um uh, we're doing uh we're on all we're pretty much anywhere. And I just got like I said, we're on Pandora too now. <laughs> so yeah, if y'all like the UFO stuff and all that kind of you know, conspiracy stuff or what's really out there, you know, or, you know, stuff like Bigfoot or the goat man or just come on over to what's really out there. And I'm glad you all enjoy our stories. I hope you enjoyed the Oklahoma stories today with the cemeteries and stuff. And it was fun. Really enjoyed it, guys. But you guys be good. Be real. Be good to each other, man. We got so much hate in the world today. Let's just let's just have some love. Tell some ghost stories. That's what we all need to do. Let's make a big bonfire and tell ghost stories and screw the crap out of us. <laughs> but yeah, you guys be good, be real, be cool, and I will see you on the flip side. And this has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I hope you have a great evening and this has been a Boothianos podcasting production thank you and good night <laughs>